nimble with numbers here. Hope you are doing well. Welcome to the DFS Money Shot. I am so excited to have with me today uh, a hero of mine in a few senses, one in fantasy football, but then as an educator, I got to tell you, anybody who can deal with, with anybody outside of elementary school in education is a hero to me. Uh, and so I have none other than John Lobb on today. He is the gridiron scholar in life and in fantasy football. He is an educator and a teacher. Uh, so without further ado, Mr. John Lobb, welcome, sir. So excited to have you on today. Oh, I'm pumped. You know what? I feel like how Harry Truman must have felt the morning in 1948. Remember, he goes to bed and they say Dewey's won. And I always think about what it must have been like Sir, you've lost the election. And then all of a sudden you wake up and someone informs you, guess what, Mr. President? You won. Like somewhere's along the line. That's how I feel. I'm with Scott. Nimble numbers. We're putting together DFS lineups. I'm completely pumped. I am a history teacher, so obviously I'm excited about Harry S. Truman. It's election season, so I'm fired up about that. You know, but this is great to be on a Saturday night. I have a, a beer. I can hang out with my man Scott, and here we are. We're putting together lineups. I love it. So what, what are you drinking tonight on the DFS money shot? So I'm kind of a, a IPA nerd, or maybe, I don't know, what's the other word that, snob, but I consider it a nerd. I like to sample mm -hmm. um, local breweries in preferably Connecticut, sometimes a tri-state area. I mean, mm -hmm. I, if I see something I like from the West Coast, of course, I'll buy it. But tonight I have one from Wilcott, Connecticut. It's mm -hmm. called Bullet Takes Flight. It's an IPA. Double IPA. I only drink double, double IPA. <laughs> I, you know, I was always a, a, a beer guy. And about trying to think now, it must be six years. One of my best friends said, "Hey, I got this IPA. Do you want to try it?" I'm telling you, dude, it was the nectar of the gods. The first mm. time I had it, I mm. always liked beer. Don't get well, obviously right. I got German and Irish roots, and here I am with the big white belly. But then I just tried the IPA, dude. It was like a whole new world opened up to me. And I've been addicted ever since. So I have like in my in my um, office, no, in the garage, I have all my IPA beer cans. I keep one of everyone because I do like the artwork. You know, it's mm -hmm. kind of and, – and I like to support microbreweries, you know. So I prefer mm. that. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. It is Bullet Takes Flight. And I will say this. It's a good IPA. Ooh, Sometimes like you get it. bad ones, right? But that's okay. Yeah. You, know, you get one four pack, you move on. You move on. What, what about Lob the Snob? Is that, <laughs> a, is that a, <laughs> Lob the IPA Snob. IPA Snob. You, know, you drink with your pinky. Uh, you know what? I like it. I, I support the local too. So yeah. go back to certain. About 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago, I went to live in the UK and I went to all my locals and it was a new pint, a different pint, you yeah. know. It was outstanding. My mind, I, I love craft beer in America already, but it wasn't local. It was, you, you had to buy like something from the West Coast or something. You had to get, yeah. oh, you know, dogfish head. Oh, cool. Well, it's not local. It's Delaware. It's it's four hours from my house or whatever. You know, yeah. it's, it's, whatever. So, uh, but now, fast forward to 2015, even in Montgomery County, Maryland, where I live, there are microbreweries and breweries and farm breweries. And I mean, it is I love it. Like yeah. if you caught up with with the rest of the world, drink local, support your microbreweries. I love it, John. I'm drinking a Declaw pumpkin spice lager, five point seven percent. I do like the the double IPAs. The problem for me, man, I'm not a heavy hitter anymore. I drank so much in high school, and then and then after college, I didn't drink in college. I was like, I'm taking college off because in high school, apparently, I was trying to set a record. Uh, of <laughs> Who could be the fattest, drunkest guy in high school? And I thought that was a, 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 a something to be commended for. And I was disappointed yeah. when I got third in the party animal at the end of the year. Like, I just threw, threw the ballots up. This is a farce! <laughs> so, mm -mm. But, I, yeah, I love the local, too. We're going to have... We're going to have a great time. I've got two, two bullets. Speaking of your big bullet, I've got two. 
So we're going to do it. Um, you can find John on the Twitters. I have his Twitter page pulled up here if you're watching on Periscope. Please do check him out. He's potting all the time. He's a DFS guy. We wanted to mix it up here because we both come from uh, a background of fantasy football, but then specializing in DFS. We, we do love DFS. It's one of the things that we share in common besides being educators. So let's talk about the format of the show. Each week, I challenge a head-to-head contest in DraftKings to a fantasy football DFS expert in the community. Here's what the record looks like so far. Yes, I've had great opponents. Bo McBigTime. I've had uh, FF Intervention, my man Chase. Anthony Servino is over here. Um, Michael Hoff has been over here. We did a double up where I I beat them both, which was nice. Mr. Kevin, Kevin Tompkins beat me. Uh, Michael Reedy beat me as well, but last week I came back and I beat Space Ghost Force. So, uh, you know, each week we pick uh, how much the the, the contest is going to be. Uh, no one has picked over 50 yet. Most of the time it's 20. I think 20 is good. It's a fun amount, too. If we lose it, it's not the end of the world. It's For me, it's really an opportunity to get to have a friend on who I mix it up with on Twitter all the time. We get to ha- laugh, have beers, talk fancy football, and kind of pick each other's brain. And I'm going to learn from you, and I'm going to take some of the guys that you play today. I'm going to incorporate them into my cash lineup tomorrow. I got a $100 uh, double up. I do every week about 1,400 people in it. And um, it's a good baseline. You get around 145, you're, you're cashing. So you know what? what? We can do that between our teams. I'm sure we'll be up there in the score. So without further ado, uh, let's take a look. This is This is my template here the DFS money shot. And of course I have your lovely picture. It's a, it's a dead ringer, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and for people who don't know, uh, this is, this is family guy, correct? Yeah, I, yeah. Someone mentioned I should do an avatar for family guy. I didn't yeah. even know they existed. And I think it was um Derek Brown. I think it was him. who was kind enough to say, try family guy avatar. I Googled it and I made one. So I thought it was cute. I think it's perfect. I love it. Um, yeah. And, and and so, you know, there, there's me over there. Those sunglasses, uh, you know, that's why they kind of became a staple. I can move away from it. I'm not – I don't have to have the sunglasses. <laughs> folks who don't know, we, we were talking, you know, Chaucer and, you know, Aristotle and U.S. history and Les Mis. We were talking all those kinds of things off air. And we were speaking in Latin. So – but we'll, we'll get we'll get there another time, you know, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk a little American, as they call it, DFS. Uh, and we're going to start off by going through our lineups, talking about the players we picked, juxtaposing them, talking about maybe who has the edge in the matchup. And at the end, we'll talk about where the point spread is, who's favored, what do we think. Uh, I don't know if my guy Boom at Big Time is going to be available. He normally sets the line. He is out on a honeymoon, uh, not honeymoon, a um, uh, anniversary type, you know, g- getting back with the wife, camping How trip. How dare he? I know, I know. What, what in the world? What in the world? But we can set the line ourselves. We're, we're capable men. All right, let's jump in. First thing is, ooh, we see that you have a little bit of money left over. I have no money left over. Uh, that's interesting, uh, to say the least. Uh, you what know, do we, I have? 200, is it? 300. You got 300. Yes, 300. Uh Let's go down to our first quarterback. Ah, oh, I love your quarterback. You have Russell Wilson. I have Josh Allen. Talk about Russell Ooh. Wilson. What do you see in him this week and in this game? Because we both picked the same game. So first, I, I like the over-under. That's the first thing that attracts me. And I've been watching football since 1977. And Russell Wilson right now, is in the pantheon of what I consider a bucket that is Dan Marino, 1988, Kurt Warner, 1999, Tom Brady, 2007, Peyton Manning, 2013. He's in that bucket. And these don't come around. So in my, what would that place it? 439, geez, it came to count that quick. So over 40 years. I'm yeah. talking four, three, four players, now Russell Wilson. And I don't think the Bills are not the defense they were. The Seahawks, somehow, if you look on it, it you know, if we were talking like five years ago, I would probably not want a West Coast team going East. Yeah. But if you look at the Seahawks' stats, they've actually been pretty successful traveling for whatever reason 
the, how the team deals with it, the coaching staff, Russell Wilson. So I'm not afraid of going from Seattle to Buffalo like I would have been 20 years ago. Two, Russ is cooking, and I hate to use that because that's – but, man, I look at these numbers, 28 points, 36 points, 25 points, 25 points, 39 points, 34, 30, 30. I mean, his lowest output is 24.5 points. I mean, yeah. if, if that's my floor – and, Scott, I'm an old man. Anything can happen. He could go out in the first quarter, knock on wood. Right. Right. If he plays, which he has had no inclination to get hurt, I'll take a 24-point floor. And I thought he was – look it, he was 7,900 two weeks ago, 7,800 last week. He's 7,600. Right. I just I, – I have to go in a cash game one-on-one. I have to go where I have the best floor with a ceiling that is still pretty amazing. That's why I got Russ. No, I love it. And uh, what I pulled up here is my my DraftKings tool that I have on Nimble W numbers, and and you see that production. You know, 35, 34, you know, 40, 25, 25, you know, 36, 29. Like you said, I'm rounding a bit, but yeah, yeah, that's solid. And at seventy six hundred, I mean, geez, Louise, he's he's five hundred less than than Pat Mahomes. That that's a deal. I I love it. Um, I know. I know that, that smart guys like to stack. So I, I, I'm not living in, in, in a world where I know that there's no stacks coming. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. Didn't look at it. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming. Uh, you can assume a stack is coming with me as well. I, I like to stack it up. Um, that's I would assume with Josh Allen and that crappy yeah. Seahawks secondary. But what do right. I know? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I who knows? Um, but I, I love your play. I went back with the other side of this game, uh, and I, I ran back with Josh Allen. Russell Wilson was in my build originally, and I, the, the, the trash that I was putting in at the flex, I was just like, man, I got, I'm going against John, John Lobby. I, I, I can't come, you know, with, with some $2,500 Adam Shaheen trash or something. Like, I, can't, <laughs> I can't do that. That's, that's garbage. I, I had to build a stouter lineup, so I went and saved some money. I went Josh Allen. I like his rushing upside. Uh, in this game, I, I know that Seattle hasn't done great against rushing quarterbacks. If you look at Kyler Murray, he had his signature performance this year yeah. against them. You know, and I think rushing and passing, uh, Josh Allen has has dipped. His value has dipped. He hasn't played great, but I'm hoping for a rebound. That that's for sure. Uh, and so you know, that's where I'm at with Russell Wilson. I give you the edge so far. I'm going to give you you know at least a five point edge. I, I like the play. Um, any thoughts on Josh Allen? I like Josh Allen. Look, he's he was he's on my list. If you go to my sheet of knowledge, he is one of the options. You know, I have two top shelf options, and he's the one. And look it for he's home. It's the highest over under. And you're right. What makes him so appealing is clearly the the rushing upside. Yeah, yeah. The only thing, like, so I'll say this: if Russell Wilson was like twenty or like 8,200, I might've gone to Josh Allen, but it's only a $600 difference. And the floor is lower with Josh Allen. The ceilings are probably equivalent, but the floor is lower. So I decided to lock in the floor of the 600. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. I'm putting you above me right now. And, and I had to open another beer. Just to, <laughs> yeah, just get through the rest of the show. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a, I'm not a man's man. You know, I, I'm an educator. I can argue with the best of them. I can write a thesis for you. I can write a high school paper to help you graduate high school. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the president, I had a friend who, uh, God rest his soul, he didn't he didn't make it, but he he might have been the president one day. He had uh, one day to graduate high school, and his, the teacher said. Listen, you need to go write this paper on on Bill Cosby, and he's yeah. like, "All right." And this was before. This was back in in the '90s. So this is '97, and uh, he's like, "All right, let's go. Let's go. You know, let's go drink some beers." Scott at the house went over to his house, drank some beers, yeah. and uh, he's like, "Listen, I got this paper. I need to write. It's important, or I'm not going to graduate." I said, "When does it do?" He said, "We got to drive it back to school in about you know two hours." I said. We already start drinking beers. He goes, <laughs> oh, don't worry. 
He's like, you write it. I'll, I'll get it there. I was like, okay, okay, fine. So he went in to take a massive shit. And uh, I wrote a Bill Cosby paper in the hallway in his room and, you know, just drinking beers. It got a B minus and he graduated from high school. So, you know, long story short, you know, this is not a B minus production here. This is an A plus. So <laughs> yeah, we're just, you know, cut to the chase. Uh, we ain't fooling around here, folks. Nah, nah, we're not. We're not. We're not skimping last second. You know? <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about RB ones and let's pull it down here and let's see what we're working with. Ooh, we've got some fire. We've got some smoke. We've got some Dalvin Cook. It is no joke. I do like Dr. Seuss. It is true. Uh, what do you think about Dalvin Cook this week? He, look, it's the perfect matchup. Dalvin Cook is what we love. He's a three-down back. He's the goal line back. He's the pass catching back. He's the home run hitter. I mean, he's got um, uh, uh, the, the, the offense coordinator, um, former Bronco coach. Why can't I remember? Uh, Kubiak. Kubiak. I mean, everything you're looking for when he's healthy, and yeah. he's healthy the majority of the time, but when Dalvin Cook is healthy, he's too good to pass up, my friend. Yeah. I yeah. mean – Look, the last four games, just the last four, he played 51, 20, 31, 29. I mean, and I'm not afraid of Matt Patricia and the Lions. I have no expectation that they can make a defensive game plan to stop Dalvin Cook. And what's the worst? 40 yards rushing, a touchdown, eight receptions? I mean, like, come on. It, it, it's and, I, and I'll say this. I mean, I played it against you, and I don't care in cash games how many people have them. I don't care if it's 60%. It yeah. doesn't matter. Let me beat the 40% and I'll differentiate with the other 60%. Like yeah. it doesn't matter when, yeah. when you have a player like this, you just play them. It doesn't yeah. deal with the other things later. Like, you know, hundred percent. Yep. He, this guy is a lock for my, my, my 50, 50, uh, my, you know, uh, double up tomorrow for sure. hundred percent. And here's the thing. He'll be in most people's lineups and if he doesn't hit, my players, uh, you know, are going to be better th than I picked after him than the players that you picked after him. So I'm going to be okay either. Yeah. That's kind of my thought in it. That's if you do your homework. I like it. Dalvin Cook uh, going up against one of the the worst run defenses in the league. I do. I do. I obviously they're going to scheme against him. Duh. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean. I mean. God, they're going to bring people down. Kirk Cousins should have an opportunity. There is some value in in GPP tournaments. Yes. You know, both of his wide receivers. You know, even Irv Smith price way down, or 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 you know Kyle Rudolph way down. But in this game, you know, cash game, trash, trash. It's all Dalvin yeah. Cook. It's all Dalvin Cook for cash in this situation. Uh, yeah, we're, we're in 100% agreement. Let's drop down to our RB number two. Ooh, you have got a nice, nice cherry on top. The real RB1, folks. If you didn't know, <laughs> if you didn't know, let me show you real quick I, on my tool yeah. here. Uh, it's just you need to know this. Chase Edmonds has been, uh, except for week six, That that's pretty much it. You know, go back to week five. Yeah, he got him. You know, he, he's been getting him. You know, week seven, you know, he got him. And now for week week number nine, he's definitely gonna get him. So Chase Edmonds, I think, is the is the the better of those two backs, to be honest with you. And so I know he's priced up a little bit. I like it a lot. Tell me what you see in him this week and why he's in your lineup. One, I like the matchup against Miami, and I know narrative is not always the best way, but I've watched football long enough that the narrative does matter at times. So my narrative, and you may disagree, or any of our listeners, Miami just spectacularly beat crap out of the Rams at home yep. with a quarterback who's a rookie and was inefficient, and they're young. Well, what does that tell me? They're cocky, and they're not right. They're, they're So the narrative says everyone loves the Dolphins. They, they've been looking at the girls. They've been partying in Miami. They're feeling good. They're going to make the playoffs. The Patriots suck. You know what happens to those teams? They crash on the road. Yeah. Look it. I, so I think Miami's going to have a letdown here. I really do. Yeah. Then the narrative on the other side. Arizona played a brilliant football game. Scott, I don't like to stay up watching a game. 
I usually fall asleep halftime. We're teachers. I get up at 5.30. But yeah, six, six, but, I, you know, yeah. Yeah. When I get drawn in, I can't sleep. That Seattle-Arizona game on Sunday night two weeks ago was unfreaking believable oh, So man. guess what? The Cardinals have already gone through the up and down last year. They're rising and they're learning how to win. They're yeah. learning how to compete. Yeah, I think this to me is a classic letdown for Miami. And watching football, the Dolphins are strong on the outside. Their corners are good. Well, yeah. how do you attack them? Center of the field. Short passes, screen passes, run the ball. Their yeah. linebackers are bad. Yep. I like Chase Edmonds here. I mean, and look at all the advanced metrics. If you look at him, he's so much better than Kenyon Drake. Mm. And the advanced metrics says my eyeballs see a better player. Yeah. That's what my eyeballs tell me. And then I go to the numbers, and guess what? They confirm it. Yep. So I'm all in. No, I love it. I think it's a great play. And I'm I'm going to incorporate more Chase Edmonds in my lineup. He was somebody who I was looking at, uh, but I, I haven't built all my lineups yet. Let me peel back the curtain. Uh, I like to do a lot of this is, is part of my process to, to be able to learn and to grow and to, you know, um, I read lots of things. I, I, I be able to interact with people uh, in, in contexts of, of sharpening my understanding. So I like this a lot. And he was somebody I was – thinking about i'd heard about some things about him on the fantasy points podcast and different numbers and uh th that yeah you're kind of pushing me over the edge i'm giving you a little bit of an edge too in, in this pick I, I went a little value here with, with justin jackson after his performance last week uh it looks like that that san diego is just going to be an efficient offense they're going to get plays in they're going to go fast they're going to run the ball they're going to throw the ball herbert is here to stay folks and oh. I, I love it. I, I have I Austin Eckler in, in my home league where I'm seven and one, and he's on the Austin Eckler shelf for the playoffs. I've got, I've got him hurt. You know, he's on the IR. But but right this week, Justin Jackson, 4,900. I feel like it's a it's a real good value if if he gets in the end zone against a, a porous, you know, uh, you know Vegas defense. That that gives me you know at least something to go against Chase Edmonds because Chase Edmonds could be the two TD guy this week. You know, I got that uh, feeling. I don't like it. So I need to catch up with Justin Jackson. What do you think about him? Well, I'm going to foreshadow. Can I talk about him later in the show? <laughs> Damn it. Yes, you can. Yeah, no, it's all right. I mean, I'm good with it. It's fine. I mean, no, it's good. We're going to move on to wide receiver <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so glad you're on, man. This is great. From, from one teacher and, and just – you know, fun guy to another. This is perfect. All right, here we go. Oh, the stacks. I knew it. Yep, the stacks have attack. I, I love your play. You put Tyler Lockett with Russell Wilson, which to me is is one of the number one stacks this week. I love it so much. Uh, talk about Lockett over DK. So I've been a DK. If you follow me on Twitter or anyone who's listening to me, I'm a, I'm a DK guy all year. Mm. Two weeks ago, I was wrong. I played DK. Um, Lockett went off, but I said, John, don't fall for the trap. Whatever you yeah. do, all week, every impulse, every gut said, play, play Lockett. No, it's a DK day. So I had DK in my lineup last week, and I suffered two weeks ago, but, man, did I bounce back. But that's mm. not why I'm taking – there's no ping-pong game of why they do – that's just the narrative. Yeah. I believe – the Bills are going to put Tredavious White on DK. It would make – you would be committing coaching incompetence yeah. if you did not put your best corner on DK. Not only do you – and here's the thing. You have to shadow – you have to either fade a linebacker to him or you have to bring a safety on top. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Or you have you're, to. Going to, you're going to get blown out. Holy shit. I mean, good gosh. So what does that tell me? Tyler Lockett is going to be in a more advantageous position if I think about the Bills' defense. They, they, and Russ, the Bills can attack the quarterback. They're not as good as last year defensively. 
Russ should get the ball out of his hand as quickly as he can, which, again, what does that tell me? Lockett is the quick-twitch athlete who can mm. get open in a heartbeat. You know, Lockett is the precise missile that knocks out your communications. DK is the goddamn bomb that just yeah. blows a fucking hole in your city. All right? Boom. Yeah. I got to stop the bomb that can blow up. I got – and look it. Coaches are human beings. They're watching the tape. What do you see DK Metcalf catching passes, running, beating everyone to the sideline, and scoring down? So what do you do? You got to stop. You yeah. So that should now look it. It might not work that way. That's fantasy football. But if I'm in the Bills defensive game room, yeah, I am saying I've got to slow down DK Metcalf. And yeah. I'll deal with Lockett. Well, because Lockett beats you with precision – and skill, DK Metcalf just punches you in the goddamn face and says, "What you going to do about it?" Right. I'd right. rather lose. I'd rather lose against skill and precision. That's just so. I'm I'm on Lockett this week, and yeah. there's a salary savings. There's a big one. I think. Let's see. DK seventy eight hundred, a thousand dollars. Yeah. So that to me is you know I'll take that thousand dollar savings. No, yeah, I, I I love that. I think you're you're exactly right. And you know, I, I don't know uh, how they're going to run it, but it, you know, I don't know if Teron Johnson is going to be on Lockett. I'm right now. I have pulled up by the way the Roto Baller cornerback yeah. uh, and wide receiver matchup. But I mean, dude, you know, I I think Lockett is going to pop. And this is what we know, uh, you know, from from looking at. Uh, what you said, a kind of a generational experience right now with Russell Wilson, really, is that uh, he has weapons. He has targeted guys, precision. I mean, some of those passes a couple weeks ago to Tyler Lockett in the back of the end zone, I, I'm just like, like you said, you couldn't go to sleep. I, I'm talking on the phone to my best friend, Mike. He he runs the fantasy football, um, fantasy millionaires with me. He, he's my guy. We're just like, oh, oh, oh. Oh shit! You know, I just it's 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 incredible. These guys are two of the best athletes. DK is another one of them. So I wouldn't be surprised if if, if Lockett gets touchdown, maybe DK does too. But either way, Russell Wilson's your guy. You're cashing in. You still have some shares in those other players who are gonna potentially get touchdowns, which I like too with Russell Wilson. So great, great stack. I, you, the edge is on you for right now, for sure. Um, I went with Diggs. You know, uh, this this secondary it is porous. Uh, and, and right now, that's saying it nicely. Uh, right yeah. now, you know they, they've got Quentin Dunbar on digs, and and Quentin Dunbar was good before he was hanging out with, you know, in South Florida or wherever. I don't know. Um, and we played for the Washington football team when they were the the, the aforementioned name we're not going to mention. Um, but now he's he's giving up twenty three point seven fantasy points uh, per game. That's that's awesome. I mean, in, a, in our sense, that's awesome. In, in a sense, for coaching, it's terrible. Your coach is like, no, opposite. Yeah. You know, so I, we'll see how if there's a shadow, what goes on. But in general, they're they're not very good. Um, I like all of the, the Bills receivers this week to kind of have value, especially in GPPs. Man, play some Bills. There could, there could be some crazy throws Josh Allen does just to get back in the game. And it's sixty degrees, everybody. It's it's a beautiful week. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's, it's like last week we had to go through like the shittiest of weeks. And yes. then finally, just like today, I, I look at it, it's broken. It's a beautiful, oh, it's no more wind, no more bullshit. It's just nice and sunny and perfect weather for Sunday. Um, well, you know, God, not here's how bad Seattle is. Yeah. Again, opposing receivers, they surrender on the season 57 points a game. Well, I love these two. I obviously thought about them at length. I mean, there's no question. You got to be on your list. So, like, yeah. I have no question. There it is 151 receptions, 1,800 yards, and 11 touchdowns. I mean, look, it. he's got to be on the list. So, look, it. we just took different sides of the coin. That's all. But each coin is equal. They're probably the exact same salary. Wait. My two are seven 
14,400. Oh my God, year two are 14,400. Mm, wow. I like that. Price. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I like your stack a little bit more than mine, just so you know. Uh, but but I, my, I, mine has more of a GPP popping. You have more of yeah. a floor. Mine I has have a higher more. floor. Right, right, which you do. But I, I, I was on earlier. I was I do a show um, every Saturday on the uh, the the Discord for the Space Ghost, the Fancy Football Discord, and okay. uh, for the Space Ghost Force. And I was revealing my lineup uh, in the in the in the chat. We were talking about the plays, uh, you know. And, and as we talked about this, I just said this lineup is more GPP ish. It leans a little heavy, but I got to compete against you. Uh, and so you'll, you'll see what co what comes next. Uh, it's how I could do what I'm going to do because I gotta have guns in this fight against you. I know you're good, man. I know you're good. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hold back. So let's talk about our second wide receiver. Uh, and 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 mine is going to be Julio. Julio Jones. Julio. Now I know where you spent your money. I was yes. wondering where the money went. Yeah, I went to Julio uh, for sure. Uh, I, you know, I, I've got Julio. Uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, they haven't come out completely and been honest with us about him. I don't think he plays. That's that's my I don't think so either. Yeah, I just don't think he plays. And it elevates Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst, uh, Hill as well. Um, but I, I don't think it, it gives us uh, anybody more exalted than than Sir Julio. And so that's why I went with Julio Jones. I love I love him. He is a monster. He's one of the top seven wide receivers of all time for sure. Uh, in my opinion, uh, uh, talk about uh, Julio, what you see in him this week. Do you have any other lineups or any other builds that you've done? I do. He's in one of my two builds that I post on football diehards. I, I love him too. I just chose, I obviously chase Edmonds was a little bit more pricey at the running back and I, and I tend to pay up for the running backs. That's just my, doesn't mean the build is the only way to build, but that's how I choose to most of the time. Um, I love Julio this week. He's in my other lineup. I have two lineups every yeah. week that I post. Um, now, actually, the lineup against you is a little combination of the two. It's not cool. the two on football diehard. I kind of tweaked it. I want to buy something a little different because um, it's different when you're giving advice to people than you're yeah. playing necessarily head-to-head -head with someone. I love Julio this week. Look it. If he scores 25, 30 points, I have no question – it's within the realm of outcomes, right? The floor should be there. Every once in a while, Julio can disappoint you, but I yeah. don't think this is the spot. This shouldn't yeah. be the spot, especially with Ridley out. So the yeah. fact that Ridley's out makes me feel more secure that Julio's yeah. in a better position to smash right now. Um, but I had I decided to spend on the running back more than the second receiver. So yeah. I get why you did that. I mean, look, you're obviously that's a better play than my Jerry Judy right now. Well, well, let's talk about Jerry Judy because you know I'm I'm a fan of Scott Barrett. I, I like Scott Barrett a lot. I listen to the Fantasy Points podcast, chasing points that he does uh, on, on their new subscription service, and and he tweeted out that he checked in with three film grinders, and I love film grinders. I love data nerds. I love everybody. You know, Paul Howdy, just so you know. Uh, and you don't have you can be a tape grinder. It's okay, you know. It's it is okay. okay. I mean, it's I don't okay. take one side or the other. I don't. I no. love, I love watching film. I do. Me too. But, Me too. But film isn't. It can be subjective. Even I have subjective analysis in film. But yeah. I think you're better if you use both. And I I don't think it's a binary choice. And I think that's a shame that too many people want to say one is better than the other. Look, you know what I'm looking for? The film to match the numbers. Mm. Then I'm in a good boat. Yes. I, well, I don't like a discrepancy between whether, you know, here's a quick story. Um, I tell indulge. my students all the time. Indulge. I'm lucky enough to teach AP in an urban environment. And I'm a geek, so I've studied standard, and I – I started teaching in the height of standardized test taking, no child left behind. So I studied standardized test taking. I studied results. I studied it. And one of the things that I came in my research, urban students fail the AP exam at a very high rate. 
but they get A's and B's in the class. That doesn't match. That's, you know, what is happening? And what I tell my students this all the time, because I teach, I'm lucky. I get to teach AP, I'm lucky. And I say, I'd rather have you get a C plus in here and pass the exam with a three. You need a three, four, five is a passing grade, for those who don't know. Then for me to give you an A and for you to get a one on the exam, which is the lowest score. Because then the college doesn't know what they're getting. Yeah. If, if you are a B-minus student, that means two things. The teacher had standards, and you worked hard to get that. Yeah. And two, you proved it by passing the AP exam. Yeah. You cannot – I tell the students this all the time. You can't get an A in the class and a one on the exam because the college doesn't know what they're getting. Who yeah. are you? Who are you? So, right, that's, so I use that, and it's so important for young people to understand that. I always preach the journey is more important than, than anything else. Look it. This class is hard. You're a smart young person, but if you get a B- minus for your first time, that's okay. I still have a student who has graduated USC. She is in her master's program. And she will tease me when she comes this visit. You're the only teacher who gave me a B plus in high school. And I said, you know what? Because I did what's right. Now, that was only first marking period of her junior year, and she got A minuses and A. But I would not waver. And she still blamed. But, you know, I said, you have a degree from USC. I wrote your letter of recommendation, and now you're in grad school. So you know what? <laughs> I'm probably giving you that B plus. So it, it is, and but it's okay, right? I got lots. I tell this other story out. One more, and I'm done. I had a professor in college I loved. I got B's from him. Mm. I learned more from him than I ever did from classes I got an A in. I can't even tell you the name of the teacher or the class. It was a comedy act, but he was so good that I remember every book he ever assigned. I remember what I learned and I only got a B. And you know what? I never once walked away and said he was unfair. Never once. He had standards and I couldn't do it and that's okay. But I yep. learned, I learned. And ultimately that's what the journey should be about. Oh, yeah. It should, you know, too many people are obsessed with the A. Hey, I'll give you an A from a freshman class. I don't even know who taught it, my friend. Right. Don't even know the name of the professor. But I can tell you every class I took with Dr. Detson, and I never got above a B. You, you know what? I, I, no. I, I'm not. I, I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback my guy Chase. Uh, you know, over there at uh, Chase Vernon says this wouldn't be Scott Simpson show without stories. Well, normally <laughs> he's assaulting me and my storytelling. I'll tell a quick story. Um, I reconnected with one of my professors at my uh, my uh, junior college I went to, Montgomery College here in in Montgomery County. His name is Lee Annis. He still works there. He wrote my recommendation to go to University of Maryland, and. Yeah. I got uh, an F on the first assignment that he put forth. And then ever since then, I got an A. And yeah. I, went, I went back for the second semester of his U.S. history class. He came in with a huge Diet Coke. It was like a 48-ounce yeah. Diet Coke. He walked in. He goes, my name is Leanis. My wife just let me left me, and I quit drinking. 1407, the first expedition can be discovered on the. You're like, oh my God, are you, is this guy for. No, he would, he would just talk for yeah. an hour and 50 minutes. Not If you didn't take you know, notes, you were shit out of luck. First day, I was like, this guy's great. And then the next day, he was like, you're getting a quiz. Every day, he would fuck. I was like, oh no. And by the end, though, second semester, I was back in his class. He walked in, he goes, Jesse. I said, okay, I like that. You know, a uh, little behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. Just you guys know. yeah, I'll give you behind the scenes. My name, middle name is Scott, and I go by Scott. Oh. But back, back in the day, it was it was Jesse in the olden times. And so, you know, he, <laughs> was looking, he looked at me and said, Jesse. And everyone looked at me like, in, in at you know, you're 19, 18, whatever it is. People were like, 
how does this old creepy guy know this fat guy? Like, what's, what's going on here? Are these guys, uh, you know, you know, commiserating? And no, I just, I, I listened and I learned yeah. because I was challenged. And here's the big picture about all of this. We can learn from tape grinders. We can learn from fancy experts. We can learn yes. from guys who are just thinking, guys who are just yeah. going, hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? And it all sharpens us. And so uh, Scott Barrett tweeted out, long segue to get back, because that's what teachers do. We go about it in, in segues. Scott Barrett, <laughs> Scott Barrett tweeted out that uh, three of the, the tape grinders that he talks to all talk that Jerry Judy is one of the best route runners ever ever this year like just like killing it and, and he is getting visibly frustrated uh, another another you know call back to hollywood uh, doing that kind of this this week uh, you know john harbaugh coming out going oh yeah we're gonna give him the ball we're gonna give him the ball you know um yeah but th that was that that is jerry judy he is precise and Locke is not getting him the ball but it's gonna change you gotta think that they're seeing the same things we're seeing if they're studying it and that's eventually gonna change and one of these weeks He's gonna win somebody a million dollars. Like he is gonna ah. go, he's gonna go off the chain. And so I love that you have him. That is a great shot for the moon. You did what I did a little bit later with, with some of my plays. It's it's more of a, a tournament play. I love it. it. I love yeah, it. So talk, here, talk about Judy. Yeah, talk about Judy. So here's where the numbers and just 40 years of football love conflict. I'm a Bronco fan. You can see my uh Actually, my blanket behind me. I've liked the Broncos since 1977. So, but that has yeah. nothing to do with this pick. But I, the point is I watch the Broncos on a regular basis. And Judy's open. Judy is open. Like, I've yeah. had him on a dynasty team since he came out of high school. I've been watching him play for four years. Al three years at Alabama and now at Denver. He is open. The difference is the Alabama quarterbacks can get him the goddamn ball. Yeah. And, and here's the evidence. Scotty had 10 targets last week, four catches. Judy does not drop the ball. I mean, maybe everyone, right? This mm. is not because Judy is doing something. It's because they can't get him the goddamn ball. Now, if some fat guy in Connecticut knows this. Right. Right. I know the Denver coaching staff. No, they better know it, or they are just not good coaches. So then it's a matter of convincing Locke. You see it, you throw it, and you trust Judy to be there. So what's happening, I think, from years of football, Locke doesn't trust the read. And he doesn't believe that Judy's going to be there. When you saw him in Alabama, Tua would literally throw the ball when Judy is covered before he makes his break. Because Tua, they coach him up so well, and they guarantee their people that Judy's going to be there. You throw yeah. the goddamn ball to the spot, young man. Yeah. And Judy was there. Drew Locke right now is waiting. Yeah. He's waiting. You don't wait on route runners to get open. You trust route runners will be open. And right now, Drew Locke is not making that mental connection. Yeah. He's got to say, this is a 12-yard out, and Judy's going to be there. Yeah. Well, and he's not doing it. Well, here's the thing for him, and not to defend Drew Locke, I would just say this. No, in the I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent. No. I'm neutral yeah. right now. No, I agree. I'm, I'm not defending a guy. I'm just. I would say too, he hasn't had enough reps with him because no, he hasn't. That's the problem. That's he, yeah, he needs more, and maybe this week is the week that he gets it. So, I like it. Let's see where we go with for our wide receiver three. Ooh, I did consider him. You have a lot of the guys I did consider. You've got Mr. Mooney, uh, not Paul Mooney, from the Dave Chappelle Show, which is <laughs> Netflix, and that is, uh, uh, it, it, does it talk to a black guy or a black guy answers question or whatever? I love that, by the way. Paul Mooney, one of my favorite all-time uh, African-American comedians, just just sharp as a, as a knife. Oh, my gosh, what a guy. Uh, but it's, it's a different Mooney. Talk about... Uh, a Bears rookie who's come on the last couple of weeks and really stood out in that offense. First, I'll tell you this. 
I'm obviously shocked at how well he's played. Now, I had seen him at Tulane. I'm a UConn football season ticket holder. I love the American Athletic Conference. I saw a lot of Mooney at Tulane. Now, if you had told me that he could ascend this quickly to being this productive a player, I would have said no. I thought he was, give him time to grow. He's a speedster. He's got good athletic ability. But he, he's he's a project, all right? But I'm, I'll admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. Then, I, then I've been watching him. Scott, last week, Darnell Mooney was on the field 93% of snaps. That's a lot, you know right? That, you know what that tells me? The coaching staff trusts him. 93. Allen Robinson was 97. Darnell Mooney was 93. Anthony Miller, who I like, was 76. Mm. Darnell Mooney's their second receiver. That's just the facts right now. You can deny it. You might not want to believe it. But he's on the snaps. 93. This. What? I said, it's true. It's true. It is. Yeah. Now, Mooney had six targets. Now, I think this is an anomaly. Anthony Miller had 11. Mm-hmm. But that was game script, matchups, and he was hot. I don't think that Anthony Miller gets – It's he's got a tougher matchup. Yeah. I don't think he gets 11 targets. So what does that tell me? Let's say he gets five. Well, Mooney might get three more. Allen Robinson might get three more. I'll take the shot of anyone on the field over 90% of the time Yeah, who, who might get 10 targets. And then I look closer at the numbers. Scott, 17.9, 7, yeah. 6, yeah. 4, 3.9. I'm not paying a lot. I need no, three times investment. I need 12 points. That's it. So I said, and I want to chase Edmonds. So if I'm going to get two high, higher price running backs, I've got to save money somewhere and take my, no pun intended, money shot. So I took, I love it. <laughs> so I took Darnell Mooney, baby. Dude, I love it, man. I got to say, every week I come out here and I, every week I tell the guests, like, this is my favorite show. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not this is one of my favorite shows. So uh, I, I, I love that pick. He, he is in definitely in some of my builds as well. And I just like the game script here. I feel like they're going to have to pass the ball because I think that, that there's going to be some uh, running of, of, of the football. Just I, that's what I think is going to happen in this game. So, yeah. Yes. Plus, yeah. Tennessee's not good on the back end. Tennessee's no. not good in the secondary. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not, they're not at all. Well, speaking of that, let's jump down and, and, and oh, I, I like what you have here. You, you have Johnu Smith. I, Johnu was in my lineup as well. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We were flirting with some of the same girls, dancing with some of the same dates, and, <laughs> and end up going home with different people. But you know, I went with Noah Fant uh, and against the Atlanta defense that does give up, uh, you know, uh, significant pointage to the tight end. You were John. <laughs> Johnny Smith, who has been struggling, but who has a 20-point upside every every time. Talk to me about that. So, Fant was on my list also. But once I decided Judy, and this is cash game, not a GPP, I'm not stacking. There's no yep. way I'm going to take two Bronco receivers. So, obviously, once I decided Judy was locked and loaded, I have to find another tight end. Yeah. I, I took this because of the ceiling. Yeah. I said, look, Scott's smart. He's a great competitor. If I'm going to have a shot at here, I need a tight end with the ceiling. I don't yeah. care about four. I li- like when I play tight ends, I literally don't care about four. And that might sound crazy, but I don't. I want ceiling. And here it is. 21 points against Buffalo. 24 points against Jacksonville, 13 against Denver. He's been stone cold. I actually hoped that you wouldn't be on him because I figured the ownership's going to be low. So I got low ownership in a good matchup because the narrative is negative now. It's Corey Davis. It's obviously A.J. Brown. It's Derrick Henry. 
Oh my God, Jonu Smith's costing me my weekly leagues. Oh my God, he's a bum. You know what? Give me all. Give me all. Come on, trade him. What do you want? Come on. So I'll take the ceiling here that Jonu bounces back in this matchup. Yeah. No, I, I liked it. And, you know, uh, I, I did forget to talk about my wide receiver three because I'm just so excited to talk about tight ends. But uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I will come back to Marvin Jones Jr. in a minute. But uh, the Noah Fant pick for me is, is it's a it's a Jerry Judy or Noah Fant in this game. I do want a piece of this. And so, yeah. uh, like you said, since you did have Judy, you, you weren't going to have Fant. Uh, it was between Fant and Janu. I actually put Janu in my original build. I got Mooney in my original build too, and then I, I had to pivot because I wanted to get in uh, Julio. Uh, that kind of was where I was messing around, and, and I figured out how I could do that. Um, but but I like Noah Fant or Judy. One, th- there's going to be some bust out in this game. You know, Drew Locke is not efficient. He's not great. Uh, but Noah Fant's big enough that maybe you can't miss him. Oh. Uh, that's, that's my kind of hope. Um, but but real and- quick, pivot. yeah, go ahead. No, he's run after the catch. It doesn't matter. If Fant is in the open field and Locke can just find him four yards, Fant right. is such an athletic freak. He can get a 40-yard reception on a five-yard pass. Yeah. I think I think Pete Overzet calls that a grown-ass man. He is, is a grown-ass man. Yeah, grown-ass <laughs> man. Yeah, grown-ass man. Totally. Um, no, and, and, and so I, I went with, uh, you know, my, my – Third wide receiver was Marvin Jones, and that's just on on pure upside, hoping that he he strikes. They could go anywhere in that offense. I think Hawkinson's a play as well at tight end. If you want a piece of that game, you know I do see kind of Minnesota running all over them, and then Detroit's got to kind of pass to get back in. Wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those like 28-21 games or twenty you know four games where where Minnesota wins, uh, but Detroit has got to get you know something going, and maybe Marvin Jones gets one you know behind the secondary. It's my kind of GPP play upside as well, going with your Mooney upside. So I, I, I'm doing the same thing too. I'm kind of looking for those shots where I've got a yeah. lot of value. You know, if Marvin Jones gets 15 you know points, I've I've, I've three times cashed. I'm good. You know, so. No well, good news, Scott. It looks yeah. like. It looks like Matthew Stafford will play. He he he's been quarantined. He did not test positive. Now he has to go tomorrow morning. He's going to get tested again. But if he clears, he plays. And it looks very, I would say 85%. Now, ironically, in my other lineup, my friend, I have Jones and, and Julio. So I like those two plays. I just chose against you a different. Uh, a different way to go, but I like both those. I like Jones too. I actually spoke about him on my cash game show with my partner Amel at Football Diehards. Jones is one of my sleepers, so I love the upside there. Excellent. I, I appreciate. It. I, I I think we're we're we're. I'm I'm still giving you the edge because of 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 the Russell Wilson to lock it potential uh, for sure. But we're close. We're close. I mean, we're it's, close, it's, dude. it's good. Yeah, um, I think you're going to jump ahead, though, because you talked about before, uh, you know, uh, a foreshadowing when I talked about Justin Jackson. <laughs> I, I, I remembered. See, teachers remember. We're paying attention. See, you're, it's you're yeah, it's, it's hard to sneak one past the old Scotteroo, you know. Uh, <laughs> but 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 we'll see. Maybe not. Let's just break it down for, for the last bits here and pieces. Oh, yeah, you got the Justin Jackson in there. Such a good value at 4,900. Talk about what you see in him this week uh, as your flex. Scott, is there, I I never feel sorry for human beings, especially human beings who make millions, but I'm starting to feel sorry for Anthony Lynn. Could there be a worse defense? They cannot hold a lead. I, I can't, like it's been two I know. years. Like it's a kind, I want to laugh. It's so bad. Like I watched it. There is no way Denver. Should have came back and win that game, but they did. But that that's just a whole nother story. But here is the last three games of Justin Jeff Jackson. Yeah. 17.2, 10.5, 14.4. But you know what that makes that so amazing? He has no touchdowns. Touchdowns are fickle, my friend. Yeah. If you give him a touchdown in any of these three games, 23. 16 and 20 points. 
Yeah. Justin Jackson's going in the end zone eventually. Eventually. I, I'm saying somewhere. <laughs> and he's number one back. We're getting a starting running back yeah. on a good team in a high over-under. Yeah. And he's clearly the best runner. And I love these targets, Scott. Five, six, six. I, I can't pass up for 4,900. No, and I couldn't either as my RB2. I mean, he's just so, such a great value this week. I, I love him. I love him so much. I like that you love him. Uh, I, I went with – and I told you I was going upside with, with more of a tournament build kind of overall. Because you that's I, a tournament build. Yeah, yeah I, and I have Gabriel Davis – uh, against you know, if, if we go to the cheat sheet, you know, and, and we're looking here, and uh, this is this is the uh, you know who's going to be up against who. You know, I I know that the Gabriel Davis isn't even on the map, right? You don't even see him. <laughs> he's, not even on the map. he's not even on the map, right? I'm not even going to pretend. Uh, but you know that that's what happens when you're going for upside here. Uh, he has been on the map. Uh, he, he he actually caught the first touchdown this year. So I, I know that he has value in, in this offense, and, and it's it's a dart throw, um, but I think this game is going to shoot. And so, you know, I, I want some piece of this of this shootout, and I think Gabriel Davis does have that potential. I might feature him in, in one of my other GPP plays this week, uh, maybe the Million Maker tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, hey, I just, hey, here, Scott, here's yeah. a useless antidote. In 2008, UCF came up to the rent in Connecticut and Gabriel Davis had 90 yards and a touchdown against the Huskies. I'll never forget. And UCF killed us in that game. But Gabriel Davis was always a prospect. Now, again, he's like Darnell Mooney. He succeeded a lot faster than I expected. But the Bills liked him. They put dry apple into him. Yes, they did. So I actually saw him live. And I've always wow. he's in the back one of those, but there's so many good receivers, my friend. The, yes. the college football is loaded, but look it, he's a home run play. Hey, if That's he catches right, a yeah. 40 yard touchdown, you're gold, dude. I need it. I need it against you. It, 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 listen, this is my desperation. Uh, let's wrap up our defenses and then talk about I what we here. Our last play. Uh, Vikings at 2,400, Cardinals at 2,900. Let's start over with you with Arizona. You mentioned it earlier. You've got Chase Edmonds, uh, you know, a rookie quarterback coming. Uh, Again, he scored seven points last week, by the way, guys. It's just a 7.34, something terrible. Like, it was awful. Mitchell Trubisky level awful, right? You know, just I mean, oh, so talk about this. I love your play, by the way. I believe in the correlation. I would say I do it 90% of the time. Sometimes just you have a great defense and they're a passing game. I mean, but I would say most of the time I like the correlation play with the running back and the defense. Again, I believe Miami – is in for a classic letdown game here. They're on the road. I have a feeling Tua could do a pick six here. The Cardinals' defense, if you haven't seen it, Bubba Baker is goddamn sick. He has real big boy pants on. If you have not been watching how the Cardinals employ Bubba Baker, I'm telling you right now, he's going to sack Tua and return it himself or a teammate for a touchdown. Look, they are going to – look, it. I'm old school. I, yeah. If I have a rookie quarterback, dude, I'm blitzing the shit out of him until he proves me he can beat me. The Cardinals should bring the house against Tua. And if you watch that film and not get bamboozled by all the other things the Dolphins did, he's going to get – Hurt by a zone in the game on defense. Hey, if maybe the Dolphins go out and win, that's why we played the games, my friend. But this to me, a rookie quarterback on the road. In after, I love this. The Dolphins yeah. believe they are going to win the AFC East, and you know what happens? Your ego comes right down. Yeah. So I like the correlation here. You know what? I, I, I went. I went in in. Uh... 
you know, my mind to a little, I don't know if you mess with Radiohead back in the day, but oh, I, yeah. I, went, I went to let down and hanging around, you know, oh, that, yeah. that's what I kind of, I, I agree with you. I, I, I'm not with Chase. Chase is jumping in the comments. Love you, Chase. Uh, I kind of agree with you on this one. It, it's a good play. I went with the, the same thing you did. I stacked Dalvin Cook with the Vikings. I know that Matt Stafford's going to be there. I, I think this game, they do come from behind. But you, you saw last week Matt Stafford without COVID <laughs> through a pick six. And so, <laughs> you know, uh, I know he's not going to be doing that again. But I think this is just uh, – this is going to be a game that it's going to be a wild one. And so I could see a defensive touchdown being scored by the Vikings. And uh, they, they've been much maligned. They, they have they've, – they've sucked and – uh, for me, I always look for a defense each week in that twenty-five to twenty-four hundred range, twenty-three hundred at the time. Sometimes, you know, that you can just kind of exploit. I think this is a nice one. I think you could you could do that. You know, um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap us up, and you can wrap us up as well. We'll, we'll do a few wraps here, but I'm gonna give you an eight-point margin right now. I do like your team, particularly Justin Jackson as your third RB. You've got three RBs. My Flex is more of a, a long shot. I got the Julio factor, but I, I'm going to give you that. Uh, what do you think? Is, is that a fair line? What, what, where's your I, line? I was going to make. I was going to say I'm a four and a half point favorite. Okay. So uh, you're very kind. I think the Julio factor is fascinating, but I'll tell you this: the hardest part to assess is Gabriel Davis because yeah. the floor is low, but the ceiling's high. Like. That is something that's hard to assess. The range of outcomes for yeah. Gabriel Davis. Look, if you got the 60-year touchdown from Josh Allen while he's scrambling, you're gold, dude. Right. You're gold. Like this. And I I mean, is that a 5% chance? I don't know. Like how, but that's the X right. factor. That's the sweat. Gabriel that's the sweat. Yeah, that's the play. The sweat is you. You come back from on red zone, and and Scott Hansen, <laughs> he goes, "We're going to go to Buffalo," and they're on the thirty, and you're like, "No, oh, oh no!" And they're yeah. like, "Josh Allen, oh, he's almost sacked. Oh, he's out of the way. Oh, he throws a Gabriel Davis, and then you're like, ah, "Yes, yes, yeah, yeah." Yes. It makes sense, you know. Um, well, I, I like it. I do. I do have you favored here. I mean, here's the thing about all of this. I mean, I think I'm honestly favored because I get to hang out with you on a Saturday night, drink oh. beers, which I didn't have enough of, obviously, because I was out after about the 30 minute mark. Uh, we get to talk fancy football. We get to be educators and you know just <laughs> and, and and do it for fun. Do it for what we yeah. love as fancy football people. Uh, tell people real quick before we get out of here, where can they check you out? Where can they find your work and what you're doing every week? Sure, absolutely. Please go to footballdiehards.com. I've been with Emil and Bob, Emil Cadillac and Bob Harris since 1997. So that's how long I've been working with these two gentlemen. Right now, I have a weekly show. It's, it's called The Line of Scrimmage. It's on Saturday night at 7 o'clock. So I already recorded it. You can check that out. And Emil and I do a DFS show short. We don't do a full lineup, but it gives you some ideas of what we're playing, what we think about the slate. And then my sheet of knowledge, which is top shelf investments, value plays, fading plays, and some sample lineups that I'm playing. And what I do, so I don't ever want to mislead a reader, I play every lineup that I post. And then I post it on Twitter Sunday night. So no one say that I'm lying to them. No one can, when I lose, you see I suck when I yeah. win. But I'm never giving you plays or anything that I don't believe in. And I, I I prove it by posting the results. You know, I'm having a good year. Doesn't mean I'm always been good, but you can go check that out all on footballdiehards.com. Mm, I love that. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on the DFS Money Shot. This is one of my favorite things I get to do each week. I get to bring on a new guest. I get to learn. I get to hear about perspectives, uh, you know, gain uh, more of uh, a perspective myself and, and listen to people's knowledge. It's awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, you can find me, Scott Simpson, at NimbleWNumbers on Twitter, NimbleWNumbers.com. I got a guy named Bo McBigTime who just crushes it with DFS. Please check him out and the work he does. Buy his hot box 
uh, brand hot sauce. It is ridiculous. I eat it on everything. If you're a, f- a foodie and you like hot stuff, uh, it's just the bomb. Oh, it, yeah, I love I, food, dude. It's the oh, best. Man. Let me just show you. Here's what I do. And Scott Fish endorses this this shit. This is good. <laughs> Yeah, Scottish loves this. I'm not speaking for him. I just was on the tweet DMs because I was pumping it, and Scott's like, I like that shit. What is that? And Bo McBigtime was like, this is my shit. You know, this is the best <laughs> shit. And, um, it, it is. Here's what I did today. I'll tell you how I like to roll. Uh, today, uh, I, I put uh, uh, my wings that were seasoned at, at you know, some event. They put some regular barbecue sauce on them. N- nothing much, just kind of, you know, whatever. Uh I, I put bows all over them. I drenched them in the bows. And this is hot. This is a 300,000, you know, Scoble hot sauce here. All over them, front and back. Cook those bad boys up again. And uh, they were just delicious. I mean, delicious. <laughs> I stood at the counter and ate them. I didn't even leave. The, I took them out of the oven and waited next to them for like you know, a couple minutes. I was just like, damn, come on, come on, get get cool. Come on. No, nope, I'm going to go. I started eating them. Just at the end. <laughs> Right, right, lick the fingers right to the sink with the elbow, and then you know, like I didn't even leave the kitchen. It was that good. Bo's hot sauce. It's called you know Hot Box. Go to hotboxbatch.com. That is the shit. Uh, you know what? If, if you beat me, I will have Bo send you one. I will buy you one and have it sent to you, my friend. You don't know. You don't have to do it. No, no run it back or anything. With, with you know, if you if you be I, this is my gift because if you like that. I put on eggs. I put it on my sandwich. I love hot sauce, You go a little bit chili, whatever, man. Like, you look like a guy who enjoys, you know, having some good food nachos. It's the (laughs) You know, check it out. Thank you, John, for coming on. Appreciate it. You're the man. And uh, this is the DFS Money Shot. Check us out every Saturday night. Peace. We're out.